Uh, I was saying to Rosemary at lunch that we're lucky to have the graveyard shift after lunch. So if anybody feels the need to get up and do some aerobics, when you swing back the energy, then do feel free. Um, I've entitled this presentation uh, Disruption, Resistance, Engagement because um, Working at a small uh, specialist institution in the creative sector, um, there are lots of contradictions we negotiate on a daily basis, uh, particularly regarding postgraduate uh, employability. Um, and I know that some of what I'm going to say will echo uh, some of our previous speakers today, inevitably. Uh, and one of the key things, obviously, is the language and terminology, which I will return to shortly. But, for example, my job title does not go down very well in the Glasgow School of Arts. Um, I would rather be called a design your own future manager, because that's what I see that I do. However, I have to be politically correct. Um, so the whole idea of uh, the language before we get any further is, is a little bit of a barrier which we're constantly working on. So in terms of employability, enterprise and careers at Glasgow School of Arts, um, we have a careers advisor and myself who deal with this. Uh, we have 2,451 students, I'm sure that one extra is very important, uh, 550 of which are postgraduate students. Um, so uh, the careers I've worked on and I um, would do the work on the chalk face uh, without a specific budget, which is quite interesting. Um, and both of us, interestingly, <coughs> have arrived in the learning and teaching department and we are, as I speak, being transferred to the research and enterprise department where we will have the university's innovation fund which I hope will give us a chance to do more projects. Okay, so um, <coughs> this is what the Glasgow School of Art um, says that it wants to do and does. Um, you'll notice, I, apologies if you can't read this at the back there, um, the key words to pick out are disruption, diversity, responsibility, place and collaboration. Um, you'll notice that our current strategic plan is running out soon, so this is an opportunity for us to hopefully um, change this and orientate it um, more in the direction of the kind of things that um, I certainly would like to do and I'm still persuading the institution itself really ought to do. Um, essentially the School of Arts purpose is to contribute to a better world through creative education and research and I do think it does that Part of the reason it does that is the fact that it is disruptive. Um, one never knows what the day is going to hold when you walk into work. The students do all kinds of things, as do the staff. Um, 
and it's quite a uh, exciting place to be because it can be quite chaotic it's not logical and scientific it is um, as it says on the tin it's very creative and so there's a lot of energy as you might imagine we have 30 postgraduate courses in total um, and I'll just introduce you uh, to some of them. So we have currently four schools within the School of Arts as a whole and we're about to get a fifth point. Um, but uh, what you're looking at is a selection, not comprehensive, but uh, included in the School of Fine Art. We have Fine Art, we have Fine Art Practice, um, which translates as an MLIT. We have research in creative practices and we have curatorial practice among many others and you're just seeing examples of that here. And um, just so that you're aware, well I'm sure you are aware that nearly exactly four years ago today uh, the Macintosh uh, suffered a fire. Um, which for the fine artists meant that they were, I was going to say banished then, um, but they were banished, but they were transferred to a building that was quite away from the main campus. Um, and they kind of claimed it as their territory, and we hardly ever see them these days. But they are coming back um, because the School of Art has added to its campus estate, and we have bought a college um, that's just very close to the main campus, so the fine artists will be coming back. Um, the School of Design incorporates many programs, and we've just seen very few of them here. So we uh, have, for instance, fashion and textiles, communication design, silversmithing and jewellery, design innovation and citizenship, uh, product design engineering, product design, and a whole range of other things. School of Simulation and Visualization, um, very interesting school, includes things like serious games and virtual reality, international heritage visualization, medical visualization and human anatomy, and sound design for the moving image. Um, I will come on to how particularly the product design engineering course and the School of Simulation and Visualization, um, which by the way you have to be careful how you say that because I'm often saying it wrong, um, which causes great clarity. Um, I'll be talking about how uh, a lot of what we do incorporates live projects, which I guess you could say is the places you get to work related experience at the moment. Uh, we then have the Macintosh School of Architecture, which is a little bit a law unto itself, uh, partly because um, an element of uh, what we teach is credited by the Royal Institute for British Architecture, um, which means they have slightly different rules than the rest of the school. But uh, like the rest of the school, they incorporate several programs within the school. Um, so, for example, we have a diploma in architecture, we have architecture by conversion, which is moving to postgraduate proper from the diploma, architectural studies and environmental architecture. The new school that we are getting 
is the School of Innovation, which is very exciting. So um, it's a bit of a secret what they're teaching in the School of Innovation. Um, but for example, I do know that postgraduate electives <coughs> include things like visual mapping, embodiment and reflexivity as design research tools, user-centered research for design, and design ethnography in practice. They sound incredibly academic to me. Um, so, uh, I, for this short presentation, I deliberately wanted to try and avoid statistics because, unlike Charlie, who I see has disappeared, um, I'm not a statistician. <laughs> I'm not a statistician. Um, but just to give you a sense of um, kind of employability for our postgraduates, particularly in the creative sector, um, these are the kind of figures we're looking at. So, in a way, it's not surprising that the um, sectors that are very employee focused, if I can say that, for example, architecture um, and design they're more likely to be the sectors in which our postgraduates uh, are fully employed. Um, a lot of the fine artists will uh, go on to um, six months after graduation, they're probably still trying to work out why they exist and what they're for, let alone what kind of job they're going to do. So, the destination of leavers is always a bit of a tricky one for the creative industries. Um, but the fine artists um, often struggle to place themselves particularly. Um, you'll notice that 100% of the research postgraduates uh, and FOCI, which is the forum of creative inquiry, um, that's very research-based. We've got 100% employability but because of a small 100% means that 16 postgraduate um, graduates were placed um, in a positive destination. Um, just to mention that digital design is um, not as high as it should be because students tend to go digital design at the moment is only a postgraduate program. Um, we are going to bring in undergraduate programs to that school, but at the moment it's just a postgraduate school. And they, they tend to go into, aim to go into very niche positions. So for example, in heritage and in medical visualization, which is why it's lower employability because they're very specific destinations. <coughs> so talking to uh, my colleague, the careers advisor, we were talking about what in particular creative postgraduates need. And they seem to have to do things generally a lot quicker because they are expected to hit the ground running when they leave, uh, more than the undergraduates, although there's not much in it. Um, we do have an issue uh, with with visas because a, a good proportion of our postgraduate students in particular are internationals and how we support them is dependent on their visa situation. Um, so yeah, I think speed is definitely the key thing to, to try and support postgraduates. 
Um, and a lot of focus in terms of employability and enterprise support has been on undergraduates, but we are trying to um, change that and I'll explain how um, shortly. So just going back to the, 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 the problem with visas, for example, um, in terms of students or graduates, I should say, um, wanting to um, either run their own business or move forward, the idea of getting sponsorship they need from companies. Um, it's the bigger companies that are liable to sponsor graduates in the country. And so, because SMEs are less likely to do that, again, you get architectural practices, big design companies who are going to sponsor visa uh, applications. And therefore, fine art always gets left out of these calculations because uh, there are no bigger fine art um, employers as there are in design and architecture. So, um, these are all the plus points about um, postgraduate learning at the Glasgow School of Art. Um, we are not a module-based institution, so everything is delivered by studio-based learning. Um, that's not to say we don't do dissertations and written assignments, we do, but essentially the students learn by active experience. Um, and therefore, we are supposed to say that employability is embedded, um, but actually it becomes implicit throughout studio-based learning because all the time the students are learning professional development skills, enterprise development as they do their practical work. I mentioned live projects earlier. Most programs do involve working with external clients um, as part of their education. Um, it's not consistent across the school because more, some programs are more suited to doing that than others. Um, most of the people who are teaching our students are practitioners themselves. And particularly postgrad students have um, more opportunities than undergrads actually for competitions particularly uh, for support funding for start-up businesses, etc., uh, and commissions and jobs. However, the contradiction is that um, we have lots of documentation about what we say we are teaching our students, but what we're not so good at doing is capturing an acknowledgement and acknowledging what the students are learning. So, what we have to do uh, from now on is to make sure that we have a system to make employability learning explicit so that the students are um, able to articulate what they're actually learning. So they're learning loads of stuff, but particularly when the new daddy comes uh, on board, then they need to know what it is they've actually done to be able to talk about that, which they can't do to the right hand. Uh, sometimes we're in the business of engaging academics as well as students because there is an academic camp that feels students should be taught their subject and shouldn't be training them for the job market. 
So we have some uh, work to do with the academics as well. Everything that myself and the careers I've advised deliver is extracurricular. So um, at the moment it's always seen as something other rather than as part of just what students take on board. And we have just recently done a careers and employability survey with students, including postgraduates. And uh, I have quoted a couple of them there who do see the marginalisation um, of what they're doing as uh, evil. <laughs> um, I, it makes me laugh, otherwise I would cry. But um, they, yeah. I don't know what to say about that, but they still have that mindset, so we have to change the culture around that. Um, so, okay. Um, making stuff happen is actually a definition one of our students came up with for Enterprise. She said, well, it's just making stuff happen, isn't it? And we went, well, yeah, that's pretty much it. So, we are trying to um, look at things a different way um, to engage staff and students. Uh, and not constantly trying to either undo what's been done or refer back to what's been done, but really trying to move forward with new approaches. So for example, um, I've pushed to develop the delivery of two electives to postgraduate students because uh, postgraduates are lucky at GSA and they get the chance to do cross-program electives. I really wish the undergraduates had the same opportunity uh, at the moment they don't. Um, but I deliver uh, two, uh, both associated with entrepreneurship. The first one is about how to research, essentially, and the second one is how to make that research um, practically in terms of working towards running your own business or at least knowing what's involved in that. Um, I'm delivering a couple of sessions uh, the Business of You which is really about emotional intelligence. I can't remember which speaker mentioned it earlier but it's more about self-awareness, self-efficacy, what are your values, what are your choices, how do you plan to take action on your own professional life. How do you get from where you are now to where you want to be in the moment? Uh, there's lots of support for various competitions I mentioned earlier. There's a few listed there, I'm sure you'll be familiar with them. Um, um, I am developing more collaborations with external agencies um, to present more unusual opportunities. So for example, Test Unit is a project that is to do with urban regeneration and social enterprise and um, a summer school is coming up which is essentially going to be cross-disciplinary collaboration to generate innovation uh, with an external partner. Uh, as I said, we're moving teams. Um, that's kind of my thought for the day. Uh, I would just add that uh, we are undergoing um, a credit review, and an electives review and redesign, so again, there's lots of possibility there. 
Um, and the school generally wants to be part of the creative ecology Glasgow as a city and we're well placed to do that. So we've been looking at mapping external support for graduates and transitions out and looking internally at the enterprise activities that are going on so we can build on that and actually be part of what Glasgow does in a way not only to support cities, regeneration, but we do know that a lot of our graduates disappear out of Glasgow because there are not the jobs in the creative sector in the city. So we need to find a way to um, skill up our graduates to generate more jobs within the city so that more of them can stay there. That's it.